Hello there. And that is an incredibly, <laughs> incredibly poignant way to start this episode because of obviously what we are talking about General today. Kenobi. General Kenobi. Um, this is a little one-off episode where we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series because it's just come out today and we've watched it um, and I'm pleased to say that we both like it. Oh, I don't think we were doubting that we would unless they really messed it up but I don't, we've only seen the first two parts, I don't think they have so far, I've thoroughly enjoyed every minute, I I just want more, I want more, more, more. I want, I want more, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going in straight away with those low-cut '90s Britpop references. Um, the so I think probably what we'll do is we'll touch on each episode every time we do a Star Wars because obviously we're doing them all, all the other ones apart from Solo. So we can touch on every episode of Obi Wan when these come out. But I thought it'd be nice. Cause it, really nicely times doesn't it because we've just finished episode three and this picks up 10 years after it but we'll do a little preamble preamble to start <laughs> how are you yeah i'm really good i mean i'm happy because we've finally it's kenobi day you know this is christmas for us essentially it so, is. star wars christmas uh, star wars christmas it's a holiday special we, we won't talk about holiday specials for star wars um, not very well received. no i mean maybe not maybe not <laughs> But no, I've I've had a good week. I'm enjoying television. There's, uh, I'm into Formula One, so I've got the Monaco Grand Prix this weekend to look forward uh, yes. to. I'm in, yes, yes, I'm yes, in yes. a good place. How about yourself? Very good. I've just realised, and I don't know why, um, but I'm sat here with my hands on my hips. And I, I don't know why. <laughs> my thumb just started hurting when I looked down. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. And I don't know why. And I've just, I've just took my hands off my hips. That was a very strange moment in my life. Um, yeah. I'm good. I've watched them. Um, I've got a shout out to do um, just before we get into things. Ooh, um, shout and, out! I know a little, little, little shout out just because I promised shout out. So a couple of episodes ago, this is I think it was episode. It was the last episode we did before we did the hiatus. It was the Cuphead was episode. This the we beers. Did. Yes, it is the beers. Um, so I gave a shout out to a Mr. Rob Wynn, um, and last weekend we went to see him. Um, participate in the Manchester Half Marathon Ooh. and he did a bloody good job so it's a shout out to Rob the official beer giver of the podcast now he didn't give me any beers um, this time but I have supplied my own and it is a London Beer Factory Jungle Trip um, New England Pale Ale it's 5.3% and we're going to um, try and get this is a new segment I'm I'm making up <laughs> on the spot and adding in right now and every time I have a beer for the podcast whenever that'll be so, this section is called The Perfect Pour. Ooh. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to crack this open. Here we go. Good noise. And I have the glass. Um, it's a Hobson's Brewery glass. And I'm going to try... don't know if you can hear this. And achieve... Um, like a, oh, I can hear it. Yeah, a bar standard pour with a nice <laughs> head on it. Um, and it's working. And... Not the best head. I'm not going to say it's a perfect pour. I'll say it's probably... I don't know. You know what? I'm going to send you a photo right now, Jamie. And I'm going to judge this. it. And you judge it. And I'm going to put the can next to it as well. And I will put this um, on on the old Instagram um, as well. 
I've sent it to you. Um, the head's not great. Um, I could have done better. Probably should have done a bit of a straight pour at the beginning, but I would give that a five out of seven, which, as we know, five is a, out of seven, which, wow. as we know, is a perfect score. That is a perfect score. So, is it the perfect pour? Maybe not, but is it the perfect score? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, that was that was um, the perfect pour. Um, our new craft beer podcast. It's not. Um, <laughs> It's it's honestly everything's gone out the window. But anyway, there you go. Shout out to Mr. Robert Wynn for doing the half marathon um, because it looked knackering, and I wouldn't even attempt it. I definitely could not. No, not for me. Running's not for me, but it is for some people, and good for them. Um, <laughs> that, that was it. That's basically all I had to say. Um, but you have some news about a game which you said showed me the other day. A game that I showed you the other day. Yeah, some, um, something that you did in a game which take, took you a long time. Oh, yes. I did mm. this a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have finally achieved on, on, on the PlayStation the Platinum Trophy on LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, uh, which for anyone who doesn't, it doesn't play PlayStation, it's essentially getting all the achievements on a game if you're on Xbox or... Or PC. Uh, I've got 100% on the game, done everything there is to do. I have deleted it from my console and I'll probably not play it for a very long time because that took me about 90 hours, I believe. I think I sent you a screenshot of how many hours. Yeah, I think it was about I'm 90. Just, I'm just checking it now. Well, Unless I just messaged you, you and said it took me this many hours. Yeah, I think you did. You So you platinumed it on the 19th of May, um, which was, yeah. Just over a week ago, so... Here we go. Yeah, I found the message I sent to you. 85 hours. Wow. That's Not ridiculous. quite as long as Valhalla. Valhalla was about no. 120. Yeah, this is so up there it's... with one of the longest Platinums, definitely. It definitely is, but honestly, like that's an absolute achievement. So I was playing it um, a bit today, and I've got to, I think, about 87% completed. Um, and I am going to do it. I've decided to forego playing the Ascent for a while and just focus on trying to get that platinum. Because not 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 that I want to get the game out of the way, but it was I went for a little bit of a weird dip where I wasn't really enjoying it. But yeah. now, for some reason, I'm really enjoying it. And for some reason, I've chosen to play Admiral Akbar the entire time. <laughs> Any opportunity, I'll switch back to him, and it's great. It's a trap. He does. He says that. He um. It just random occasion. He goes. It's a trap. And he goes, oh, sorry, it's a force of habit. <laughs> it's so good. That was an awful impression. That was um, good. And I will not be replacing him if they ever decide to bring him back in any films. I know he dies in the final film, but if they decide to bring him back, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, it's it's worth grinding for it. It creeps up on you eventually. You think, oh, actually, I'm a lot closer. Because with the missions where you unlock a character as well, you then have to buy the character. And I didn't realise that. So I got to like 92% complete. And I thought, I've done everything. And it turns out I had another 8% just actually buying the characters that I'd unlocked. It's ridiculous, isn't it? So it takes a while, but I uh, I stay up late sometimes on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, from like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night through to 6, half 6 on a Sunday morning watching UFC. And while I'm doing that, that's on one of my monitors. And on the other monitor, I'm playing games. So I just use that time to grind out. Uh, you know, a good seven-hour stint on a few weekends to to grind out the uh, 100%. But it's done. I'm never going back to it. 
And, and now you can move on to another platinum, I assume. Until dawn at the moment, I never played it, so um, it's a good game. I'm, it's a I'm on game. that currently. Yeah. Well, very good. Um, I think that's the preamble over. Preamble over for the Pre- week. Preamble. <laughs> preamble over. Preamble. I don't know what's going on. Right, we're going to get into this, but obviously before we do the classic trailer, obviously it's not a film trailer, we're just going to play the trailer for the series of Obi-Wan, Ken Obi. Here is the trailer. Stay hidden. Or we will not survive. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? You still want Kenobi. He's gone. You've been looking in the wrong places. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. You can't win, Obi Wan! You can't Now I'm going to let you into a little secret. We didn't actually watch that then. Um, Not right then, no. We, because we've just watched the actual episode, so it'd be pretty pointless. We did watch the trailers, though. We did watch out, the trailers. We saw them, and yes, that was not too long them. ago. No, it was probably like a couple of weeks. I'm it, pretty though. sure I watched the trailer yesterday. <laughs> just I think excited. I did, just, just before, just to um, just to get ready. We are recording this on, on the day of release. Honestly, the lines in it are so good. Um... You trained his father. Um, great stuff. Right now, we're going to do both of the first episodes, both both the first both episodes that have released today. Um, I thought both of them as a whole, just to start off, were cracking. I'm going to use that word. I'm going to go for cracking. It's a great stuff. I agree. I I mean, obviously. For anyone listening, you've probably guessed by now, but major spoilers ahead. We are going to discuss the events in detail. <laughs> yes. Um, Do not proceed if you don't want spoilers. We may say some bits without spoilers, or we may go straight into it. So if you don't want spoilers, skip to the end. Absolutely. And we, we talk about things sometimes when we say, oh, it was everything I wanted to see. And I don't know if it was, because I don't know what I wanted to see. I, I don't know if I had... I want to see this, I want to see that. I was just looking forward to seeing what they brought, and I was pleased with what what I saw. I have found the story to be exciting. I thought they did really well to set the scene as to where we're at, you know, the mindset of Obi-Wan. It was, at times it was a bit mysterious, at times it was a bit sad, and at times it was quite, it was quite, it was fun. It was exciting. There was was action, and I 
was very pleased with what they brought to the table. I was as well, because I, I, like you said, I didn't know what to expect at all from this series. I didn't know who it was going to be about, really, like what was the story going to be. But we'll get into it later about sort of what happens and where the story goes. But I, th- I think they've taken it in a really interesting direction where I sort of didn't expect it because it's sort mm. of the trailers. You think, oh, one thing. You think, oh, why he's on the run? And when eventually, uh, about halfway through the first episode, when it's actually revealed why he has to leave Tatooine, I think that's a really interesting spin on it. Where I think that was really good. Um, but the episode starts with a with a recap doesn't it of episodes one two and three it does um and i i mean it's always handy to have a recap and see what's going on don't know if i needed it so much because i've watched those films a lot and i, I <laughs> know the events them as well. and we've just watched them so we can talk about them but we know those events quite well but i think it also it at the same time it's quite nice to be a we're literally following straight on from this and whereas i suppose with series like the Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian and even to an extent like Rogue One and Solo we know they're in the Star Wars universe we know they're canon, we know they're directly related to the main Skywalker saga but at the same time they almost feel like well, they're spin-offs aren't they whereas this felt to me like it wasn't so much like a oh it's a spin-off show it felt like it was episode 3.5 Yes, it was. It was like, what's next? We gonna we need to know right now what's next. And that was really nice. It was really nice yeah. to see that they haven't just taken it in a weird direction. They've just gone, right, this is this is just a continuation. Here we go. Yeah, and particularly the fact that they're going to be including Vader in it, which we've known from the start. I didn't know how much his involvement was going to be, but it looks like it might be you know, relatively prominent, um, particularly with the fact they've had Hades on all the press tours. You'd think that Darth Vader will play a large role. Um, yeah, because there's, um, I mean, what is four episodes left? It's six, isn't it? So, I'm assuming he's going to be qu- play quite heavily into these final four episodes. I would imagine so. Um, so for me, yeah, it's not just a spin-off show about Kenobi where they're going to drag in loads of random unknown characters. There are lots of characters from the main, the main saga that are appearing, um, and I really like that. <laughs> I do as well. I think it's just a really nice. Nice opening. Um, speaking of openings, I loved that it was a, another sort of perspective of Order 66. It was oh, yeah. fantastic. It was so good. And whoever that Jedi is, it's got some absolute moves. Like, absolute moves. It's so good. The, the initial fight scene was looking after the younglings was incredible. Yeah, Those moves great. and the, all the blaster deflections and to see more of what went on inside the temple because we don't you don't see much of it in episode three really you see him storming in you see a few little hologram footages and you see him going through with the younglings but yeah there are obviously more younglings there than just what we saw um and there are a few theories with the younglings that we saw which we can always discuss as we go on um unless you want me to, yeah, to say them yeah, now yeah. but you probably know the ones um, yes i have yeah yeah so yeah i loved it i loved it i love a good order 66 flashback I d- honestly, because I didn't expect them to open with that, and I thought that was a nice, just a nice way to get you in. Because she's like, "Oh God, yeah, this did happen." I think every time you see it, cause the um, the Bad Batch um, series starts with Order sixty six as well, and you sort of forget that it's a part of it. And then every time you see it, yeah. you're like, "Oh God, yeah, this is this is a part of part of Star Wars, isn't it?" All the Jedi got murdered <laughs> brutally, yeah, <laughs> absolutely brutally murdered. But yeah, that scene's 
it's really good because it's nice to see that um, prequel style of lightsaber fighting as well, like back mm. because obviously we've had episode seven, eight, and nine, which actually don't exist. Um, they don't have any proper lightsaber they, battles, do they? Yeah, no, it's just sort of really heavy. I'm not gonna say clunky, but it is. But it's, like, it's, all, it's really heavy swings, and it's like people are just trying to whack people with light lightsabers there's no like finesse or training to the it. clues in the name though lightsaber mm, yes not heavy saber <laughs> no i said light saber <laughs> so just to see people who actually know how to use it because kylo ren was just angry with a heavy lightsaber if you've seen like just the models of the hill it clearly was a heavy lightsaber which was destabilized and then ray just didn't know how to use a lightsaber the only sort of smooth lightsaber combat we saw was Luke on crate, and even then, that wasn't even him; that was a ghost, yeah, and he, he didn't, didn't even attack with it. He just stood there. No, and yeah, then so it was nice to get. A, oh yeah, this is what lightsaber combat's supposed to look like. Yeah, it was like a nice, nice little insight into how things used to be. Um, <clears throat> but then it sort of doesn't. It takes up straight away, and we're we're with. Obi-Wan and he's working at some form of meat factory um, I honestly um, I teared up a little bit when he came on screen oh, weird you? that how weird's that I was like I didn't expect Aww. it he just sort of came on and I was like my god it's actually happening Like, so I, I must have a stronger connection That's to him as, him as Obi-Wan <laughs> than, than, um, than, I, than I sort of realised which was quite a nice thing it was I uh... Even though I knew he was in it and I knew he was playing Kenobi, I was like, is, is that him? Is that really like, him? Has he, there. Has he graced him. himself on our screens as Kenobi? And yeah, he had. I was like, ooh, I, I knew he was going to. Do you know what I mean? Though? Was that I, I wasn't going to believe it until I saw it. I thought, oh, he'll just be like a cameo. It's just going to be C3PO and R2D2. <laughs> um, in wherever they were, they're in Alderaan, aren't they? Um, we, yeah. we saw C3PO. Spoilers. We'll get onto that. <laughs> sure. We'll get onto that. Uh, but he just doesn't speak. So obviously they couldn't get um, whatever his name back. Probably for Anthony Daniels. Um, Anthony Daniels. That's it. Um, but yeah. So we see Obi Wan and he's working at sort of like a meat factory and he cuts a bit off to take for his weird pig horse thing. Camel. Um, <laughs> yeah, camel. Whatever it is. Um, the Inquisitors arrive in their gigantic ship and they're looking for a Jedi and. Um, I don't know what the Jedi's called, but I know it's played by Benny Safdie. Um, and anyway, he ends up dying basically immediately, doesn't he? So he gets chased yeah. off, and then later on, he gets like hung or hanged, whichever the one is. Is it hung or hanged? I when it's remember. an execution, it's hanged. Right, so he got hanged, I assume. Um, well, I don't know if he did because it didn't look like the rope was round his a bit gruesome round his neck. It looked like he was just it was like, under his armpit. So I don't know if they'd killed him then just. Hung him up there Probably to set an strung example. Strung him up as a message. I yeah, think that was what message. it was. Yeah, probably. But yeah, they um, they arrive. Um, there's the Grand Inquisitor, and there's all the there's two, isn't there? Um, is it the fifth brother and the third sister? I, think I that's believe so. Yeah. 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 Um, Reba is the third sister, isn't she? Yeah, Grand Inquisitor. Grand Inquisitor. Performance, performance is great. And yeah, I... really good. Really, really good. He was quite menacing, and I know there are a lot of people complaining about how he looked in the original trailer, but I quite liked the look. Uh, the eyes were quite, you know, almost like smoky at times. Like the it was yellow in his eyes, but they kind of like were lighting up and yes, hazing, and it was good. Uh, it was really good to see. And 
the teeth were quite scary. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't notice that until there's like a little close up, and I was like, oh, they're giving like little pointy teeth. It's great. Yeah. Uh, he, I, his demeanor as well, very cool, calm, collected. Um, yeah, quite menacing. Yeah, they are. I think it's nice to sort of see them in live action as well because we've only seen them Rebels. in sort of video yeah. games and animation so far. So it's sort of really nice to see them. Um, but yeah, so they sort of find this Jedi, don't they? Um, he ends up escaping um, and then they're really annoyed because he's escaped. Um, and then we get back with Obi-Wan and he gets to his little cave where he's been living and there's a little Jawa there called um, Tika. Tika, that's um, it, yeah. And I loved that character. Some of the things he was saying <laughs> was so funny. brilliant. When, when he's like, hmm, Maya, he's, he's just like, well, your moisture evaporator doesn't seem to be working. He's like, yes. The, um, and he says some, some components broken. And then the jet and Tika was like, well, looks like I've got the perfect one. <laughs> and then what does everyone say? It's, um, he says, like, yeah, just like, steal them so you can sell them to me. Yeah, he's like, you take them from lines. me so you can sell them back. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's a nice little, nice little exchange. And he just shrugs his shoulders now. like, well. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, well, you know. Um, I think that's nice if it shows Obi-Wan is sort of integrated himself into those communities and they obviously he's dropped and stopped being a Jedi for so long which we'll discuss later on yes. when he does a little bit of a force use um, that he's sort of he's not even a Jedi anymore he's just he is Ben Kenobi he's just this sort of aged man now mm, just, a, just a hermit He's just like a little hermit. Um, all over, though, like up to this point, so it's because obviously it's cutting back and we've mainly just seen Tatooine so far, the show looks amazing. It, it does. It looks great. It's like it's, it's got to have the biggest budget out of any of the series so far. It just looks fantastic. The CGI is incredible. The sets are incredible. And... Ewan McGregor spoke about this in the run-up to the show. He said, you know, if you'd have got me to do anything more Star Wars back in 2003 when they finished filming Revenge of the Sith, he'd have said no because they were so difficult to film because it was all green screen sets and with ramps and things and very noisy equipment to the extent that they had to re-record every line because you could just hear the cameras humming too much. Um, He said, yeah, he'd have said no, but there's been such an advance since then. It's been a real pleasure to actually film it, he said. So... Um, you can see that. You can see that the actual set work is a lot better. It visually is fantastic. Really, is you really feel that that is a real place that they're in. You don't feel like it's just some animated conglomeration of stuff. No, exactly. That got away from me there. It did get a little bit away from you, did Because um, they're using the same, um, those big round L- LCD screens, aren't they, or whatever it is, that they use for Mandalorian and both yes. of that. That big circular rooms, and they should use that for everything. It's so much better than a blue screen. They used it for Batman. It just yes, they, they did, used it for the they? Batman. Yeah, but yeah. I think it was for the Mandalorian that it was first made, wasn't it? It was I'm made for sure, the Mandalorian. Yeah. I've forgotten what it's called. Um, but there's a name for called. it. It's called like the Dreamscape or something. Yeah, um, basically, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, instead of them using a blue screen, a green screen. It's a big circular room, and in the middle there's whatever sets and props you need. So say if it's outside, say if it's in Obi-Wan's cave, they'll probably have the bits what he's sitting on, um, all the equipment, all the stuff, and that's actually there, and it's physical, so the actors can actually act with it. But then surrounding the entire stage 
is basically a gigantic 360 screen which is super high res super super duper clear um and it's connected to the camera so when the cameras move the perspective on the circular screen also moves so it doesn't matter what perspective you're looking at the actors the screen moves with it so it's perfectly timed with the actual um with the actual actors and it's all seamlessly done so you don't have to key things in or key people out you might have to in editing purposes if something was in there what it wasn't meant to but it makes stuff so much quicker and easier to make because you're not constantly going back into a computer and going oh we've got to go around this person and make sure yeah. they're blended into the background properly it just makes stuff so much easier and it looks better as well it does it looks really good you'd think every scene you'd think that's a real place you do there wasn't one point in that where I thought well, that's not real no, every environment, every uh, every building, it looked real. It did, and that's I think that's a an absolute stunning achievement. Now, um, we pick up a little later on after Tika's gone with Obi Wan again. As I said last time, like uh, um, Anakin was having a fever dream, um, and it's basically um, some flashbacks of. Things from episodes one, two, and three. Things that have happened to do with him and Anakin, to do with Padme. And then he wakes up. And because at the end of episode three, Yoda says to him, Oh, Qui-Gon has been talking to me and I'll teach you how to commune with him. Yes. But obviously that's never happened because Yoda and Obi-Wan haven't seen each other from this point because Yoda went into hiding on Dagobah. But... Obi-Wan wakes up and he starts saying Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon and for a split second I genuinely thought Liam Neeson was just going to be stood there and I was getting so hyped that we could have got Qui-Gon back but it's going to happen they can't put that in and it not happen unless they've done it on purpose because they know that the fans will be like why is he not talking to Qui-Gon? That was teased at the end of episode three. And maybe they're putting it in to show he's tried, but he's just not working for him. But then how would he that... know that power to be yeah. a force ghost when he dies? If he's not exactly Because yeah. he dies before he's... Yoda. Yeah, so he needs to be taught it. And he's, surely it must be from Qui-Gon's force ghost. I wonder if he'll... That... He did it more than once, didn't he? He didn't just do it on that one occasion. He tried to do yes, it later on. Yes, another time. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't recall when so... it was, but he definitely tries to speak to... Qui-Gon again and I think we're going to get it we're going to get it by the end it, yeah. it's going to be a point where I think it'll oh, be a recurring sorry. thing like he keeps trying to do it and he doesn't get a there really, <laughs> a really cool thought um, what if um, him and Vader are fighting each other and because OVR1 hasn't used his powers he's like weak and then all of a sudden he's about to be killed and then the Qui-Gon force ghost appears and like helps him and what if they can both see him and it froze yeah. Vader for a second because he's like a master. Um, oh, it'd be so good, wouldn't it? That would yeah. be amazing. It's not going to happen. No. But, oh, you know what? If, if it does, this is the moment we've predicted it. Yeah, I mean, I I think they'll keep teasing it. He'll keep trying to commune, communicate. <laughs> Can't talk. Commune. Communicate with Qui-Gon. And then it will just happen. He'll come out of the blue in, like, in the middle of a battle or something. Just like, Obi-Wan. <laughs> I'm oh, here. So good. Let's run very quickly to the left to avoid the droidy cars. 
<laughs> just again, let's just do it again. Let's stand in a room with all the gas and <laughs> not have to hold our breath. Not have to hold our breath. Um, so yeah, he has this fever dream. He calls out for Qui-Gon. Obviously, Qui-Gon's not there. Uh, and then, this is the bit we teased at the beginning, and it, I did not expect it to go this way. Now, it opens up on a planet which is surrounded by snowy mountains, but then there's a lush green city in the middle. And I looked at it and I went, where's that? And I just didn't know. And then you see this sort of young child getting dressed. And as soon as I saw a young child getting dressed, I immediately just went, that's Leia. Yeah, I I kind of gathered that it was older on straight away. I don't know why. I just, I think it... I suppose they showed Luke in it and it was going to go that way. There's another planet and I think I just recognised it from the end scenes of episode three a little bit. Um, You know, the similar sort of vibe. Because I always feel that Alderaan looks a bit like Naboo, but not quite. It's Naboo without the water, isn't it? Yeah. And I thought more silver buildings. I thought, is that Alderaan? And then I see a little girl. I'm like, it's Alderaan, that's Leia. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that's, I think it's great that they've gone that way, that um, they've just stuck Leia into it. So basically Leia is, she's 10 years old, like Luke is at the, at the same point, obviously. And actually there's a line of dialogue later on, which I'll pull up, but it doesn't really make any sense. Um, anyway, Leia's 10. She's like Padme. She's very feisty. She's a, basically a natural born leader. And she's off running around up the trees and stuff. And she goes back and then she, her dad... Jimmy Smith, who's back. Jimmy Smith is back. Jimmy I Smith. actually wrote down a note which just just says Jimmy Smith's baby. That's all it <laughs> says. That's all one of my notes says. Um, he lets her go back into the forest. And um, you haven't watched RoboCop, have you? No. Right. So in I don't know, you just knew thing, I hadn't seen it. I'm just guessing. Um, <laughs> there's a guy in RoboCop who gets covered in this toxic waste and he gets run over by a car and he explodes. It's a great film. Um, he and I'm pretty sure that's the same guy who's the guy who kidnaps Leia. The, the guy who guy kidnaps Leia, pon- the guy with the po- guy with the ponytail. That is Flea. He's a bassist, and I don't know. I don't know what, much about what else he does, but I'm sure that's Flea who is the bassist of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is it actually? I am sure it was. Well, one I saw, of us is wrong, I thought, and I think it's me. I thought that's Flea. And then in the credits, when it came up at the end, it said Flea. It didn't say who he played, but I'm assuming. Um, Shall I Google it quickly? I'm on IMDb now. I will have a look. I'm on IMDb. Well, because it will be in one episode. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's on IMDb. Anyway, we'll have a look later on, but I might be completely wrong. I have his filmography. Uh, Let's have a look. He played Vex No Crew in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right, and he the, wasn't the, in Robocop. The, the bassist for Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, his filmography right. for films, what year was Robocop? 88, I think. Uh, he was in Back to the Future, parts one and uh, part oh, two and three. That's what he's in, isn't it? He plays Needles in Back to the Future. He does. Is that what you're thinking of? Probably, I've got him mixed up. I can't see him in Robocop. This that is, is the basis from Red Hot moment. Chili Peppers. <laughs> this is an embarrassing moment, and I actually wrote down a note... And it, and it says on my phone, is that the guy from Robocop? Nope. Um, <laughs> it's the basis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm going to have to search right now. 
1987 that a Robocop came out. Um, I'm going to have to search who it is because they look incredibly similar. And as soon as I saw him, I actually went, oh my God, that's that guy. Um, what's the guy called? Oh, he's called Paul McCrane. Uh, Honestly, if you have a look at Paul McCrane on IMDb, it, they look the same. Let's have a look. Yes, very Paul. similar to Flea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, I genuinely thought it was him. Anyway, Paul McCrane, I'm sorry, but you're not in. And I actually genuinely thought, I went, my God, he's getting work. This is great. <laughs> what a good start for him. But, oh well, I've got him mixed up with um, the guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers, and yeah. I apologise for that miss. We both noticed him and thought, is it that guy? <laughs> yeah, you were right, I was wrong. Um, one nil. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly, one nil. Now, that's a life lesson, everyone. It's important to accept your failures and just move on. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, he gets ta- she gets taken, doesn't she? Um, I forgot she what the name of the planet's called that she gets taken to, that sort of neon Dairu? planet. Dairu, I think it is. is Let's it call it Dairu, Dairu? for now. Um but yeah, it's an unexpected but welcome storyline. I thought it was going to be about the Inquisitors or Vader sensing that there was another Jedi on, or a Force-sensitive person on Tatooine who wasn't Obi-Wan, and it was going to be Luke, and then it was going to be Obi-Wan keeping the Inquisitors and Vader away from Luke. That's what I thought it was I going thought to be. I thought so. It would be him trying to hide them, uh, hide Luke and keep him hidden. Yeah. But it's not. So basically, Leia gets taken from Alderaan and then Jimmy Smiths and his wife call up Obi-Wan on the old hollow phone or whatever it's called <laughs> um, and say, look, Leia's gone. She's been kidnapped. It's your duty to go and get her. And he's just saying to them, no, my duty is to stay here. With the look boy. after the boy. With the boy, he's to train the boy. Boy, he's to train the boy. And Kratos. When he's, it is like Kratos, isn't it? Kratobi. Um, yeah, Kratobi. Obi Wan Kratobi. Um, that's one of the most ridiculous things we've said on this podcast so far. <laughs> uh, um, and he's just saying no. He's just like, I'm not doing it. Sorry, you have to find somebody else. He's like, I'm not the man I used to be. And then. He goes out and he comes back and then this is when he finds out that Benny Safdie's died. Um, he's all strung up and then he gets back to the cave and somebody's tripped this astromech sensor he's got and he goes in and there's a hooded figure and I feel like they did the hooded figure to trick people that it was going to be a Qui-Gon Force ghost. Potentially. I... That's what I feel like it was. And then anyway, he takes his hood down and it's Jimmy Smith. Yeah. <laughs> it just, And then he just says, yeah, fine, I'll go. He said no. He said, I'm absolutely not going. He turns up, please. All right, then. <laughs> yeah, he's not not much fighting back, was there, really? Uh, yeah. When before he was like, I'm not the man I used to be. I can't do it. And now he's like, yeah, I'll go and dig up my lightsaber and go. Seeing as you came here, oh, just, I'll, I'll go. And I like how he'd <laughs> um, buried the lightsabers in sand. The one place yes, Anakin exactly, would not look. Yeah. Mm. So I wonder if that's the same spot that, oh, no, it's not quite where Ray buried them because she buried them at... Um, the homestead, didn't she? Yes, she did. But she doesn't exist. Um... She doesn't exist yet. No, she's not. She's not been sheaved yet. Uh, Consheaved. Oh. oh, wow! What a... I'm doing the puns today. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Ridiculous. Skywalked right into that one. 
Oh, you did. Uh, right, we're going to cut this off because I don't want to end the podcast at 35 minutes. <laughs> the um, Anyway, it ends, the first episode ends with no Vader, surprisingly. I thought we was going to have at least a couple of seconds of Vader, but we get no Vader Nothing. at all. Not even a breath. Um, and it's Obi-Wan walking towards this big, once again, a space bus. Which is apparently the most covert way of going across the galaxy. Like we saw in Mandalorian. And as we saw in episode two. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. But there was a line. This isn't the line that I'm talking about. I'll say that later on. But there's a line and he's like stood there looking at the ticket. And then it cuts to this woman. And she's like, hey, what are you waiting for? Come aboard. It's like it was so out of place. Yeah, it's really weird. Very commercial, and you'd expect it maybe on something like Coruscant in the prequel era, like something very much like animated and upbeat. But yeah. in like a desert planet on Tatooine, post Order sixty six, where they're, they're in the Outer Rim, you know, they're they're trying to keep away from the Empire, and they're all just like farmers and poor people. It's yeah, just like, I, hey, what are you waiting for? Well, what do you know? <laughs> it was it was really weird. It was a weird way of saying it. Um, I'd expect her to say something like, hey, get a move on. Something like that. (laughs) Not, hey, what are you waiting for? Get aboard. It was like something out of a strange American pharmaceutical advert. It was very strange. Yeah, because usually they're a lot more, like you said, like, get on. Yeah, a bit gruff. He's like, hey, we ain't got all day to wait. Get aboard the ship. Something like that. Yeah, that's usually how they would do it. So... uh... I didn't pick up on it, but saying it now, I'm thinking actually, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit funny. It was weird, um, but anyway, that's how the first episode ends. They he gets on the ship, and it sort of takes off, and that's the end of the episode. It, it's nice because there isn't too much action. It's got a lot of story, and you know exactly what's going on. So we know that Leia's been taken. Obi Wan's agreed to go and take it, and now we know that Luke's alone on that planet. So. There could be other Inquisitors there searching for Force-sensitive users and they might have clicked on that Owen knows that there's a Force user about. So we don't know. Someone could be there trying to get Luke. Luke could get kidnapped. Probably not, because he doesn't remember that when he's older. But, you know. (laughs) There's so many things that could happen and that that may happen, might not. I I have no idea where they're going to take it. Um... People are complaining a little bit about a few things. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the or how does are that fit into the story. I've seen some complaints. Well, um, Obi Wan shouldn't meet Leia because she doesn't know him, and I'm, well, she does know him because she leaves a message in R two D two. Oh, but she introduces herself as you served him in the Clone Wars, and I think did he actually ever tell her his name? I can't remember. Um, does, she, does she know that's Obi Wan mm, Kenobi? I'm pretty sure no. he wouldn't have said. So she, she might. I just thought that's Jedi. someone. Yeah, some Jedi. So, but I've seen a few complaints about things like that. Continuity things. We'll get onto one in a little bit. Um, right. Okay. You probably know the continuity one that I'm on about. Um, I probably probably know which one you're talking about. I yeah, but there's a couple of things people say. Well, it doesn't quite make sense, and I'm like, well, it can do. So just leave it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Um, you know, you just, just. I think this is the thing. We've got it, so just enjoy it. I don't care what happens now. Just enjoy it. Like some things might contradict slightly what happens in the later films, but they're not good. Just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, six, seven, I mean, seven, eight, and nine don't exist, so. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. 
don't, don't worry about it. Um, just before we get on to episode two, the Cassian Andor trailer dropped, didn't it? It did. It looks great. I was really dubious I, about I, it. I really like the look great. of it. I <laughs> really like the look of it. Looks, looks incredible. Like a, good looks fun, a good fun, fun prequels romp. Yes. I am very excited. The Senate was in it. Yeah, we're getting some of the proper prequels. Some stuff, Clone aren't we? Wars, some Clone Troopers. Yeah, now I did say to you, uh, now we'll touch on this in a moment, but I did say to you that they could potentially be in Andor, the first actual live action, like physical clone trooper helmets made because it was screens. all CGI wasn't it in it was all CGI and everything that's ever been um, but that's not the case um, because we'll talk about that in a moment um, but yeah <laughs> Andor looks great and it's out in August isn't it August 30th or something I want to say August the 28th for some reason so, but it might be the 30th it's out later this year in August I know that much yeah it's out someday in August it looks good it's a load of prequels nonsense and it's going to be a good time We'll look forward for to that one. Oh yes. Um, anyway, episode two is great. It just kicks straight off, doesn't it? We've got Obi Wan, and he lands on what's the planet called? It's Dayu. I looked it up. Dayu. D a i u. Dayu. Right. Okay. So he lands on Dayu, and he gets off, and he's like, "Oi, mate! I'm, I'm trying to track this. Trying to track this ship." Can you tell me where it is? And the guy looks at him straight in the face and just says, no signals, in or out. People don't want to be found here, mate. And then just walks away. <laughs> so basically, if you're on that planet, you're screwed. Yeah. No communication, <laughs> in or out, you are there. Have fun with it. Just have have a load of fun. Uh, it's basically, Daryu is just a big neon cyberpunk version of Coruscant. I did think it, when I saw the trailer initially is at the Oscuri district on Coruscant that we see in episode two. Yes, yeah, but it's not, but it's not, is it? It's it's a bit like that combined with Gotham City. It is. It's like a whole planet, isn't it? Yeah, of just dark neon fun. Dark neon fun. It got away from me again. <laughs> it did get away from you a very slight bit, but I'm not going to blame you. Do not worry. Um, but yeah, he's walking through, isn't he? He's walking through the planet. And it looks quite nice. Um, it's just the basic... You know, it looks like Blade Runner. It's basically like you've put Obi-Wan into Blade Runner. And that's pretty much what it is. And he's walking through and he finds a load of people. And then you hear this this little little New Zealand accent come from behind him. And you're like, what's that noise? And it's a bloody clone trooper. You see the helmet come out. Oh, that's very nice. It's real... <laughs> real helmet it's the first real helmet and i actually gave a little cheer and i paused it and messaged you this morning didn't i you did yeah because i saw i was watching it slightly ahead of you so i kept tight lips until you'd seen it but i saw it i was like oh, there it is <laughs> it is crazy and i thought it was nice like because obviously at this point 10 years on uh, if you haven't said it's set 10 years after the end of episode three obviously the new Empire's been established and all the clones have been ousted. Yeah. And they've been replaced by regular people. And so, so what happens to the clones who don't have a job? Well, they're homeless like this one isn't begging yeah. for money. So it was nice to see Tamara Morrison get some screen time because we haven't, I mean, he had a little cameo in Book of Boba Fett, 
But um, yes, it was not. Game, you was haven't it? really seen him other than Attack of the Clones. So it was good to see him yeah. come back <laughs> on screen. I mean, he's basically someone who's never in any Star Wars properties anymore. It's it's like he's not in anything at the moment. No, it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's um, he's there. Does everyone give him some money? He does. Gives him he? some credits. Yeah, I thought at first yeah, is he gonna is surely the trooper would have recognized kenobi i thought he was going to get recognized or at least he might have stopped for a minute and thought are you no but there was nothing he had no idea who he was no they do exchange a very slight look but i think that was just them being a bit suspicious of each other Mm, potentially maybe um anyway he's obi-wan's then noticed by a a little lad, a little street pickpocket boy, little con artist, and he's like, he's like, he walks over and he's like, oh, is that, hello there, Mister, Mister <laughs> Obi Wan. Can we, um, can we take you over and help you? I've got no, no Jedi. He can help you. But honestly, it's not, <laughs> not a real Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's like, is this a Jedi? He can help you. And everyone's like, yep. And then it's this. It's actually Kumail Nanjiani whose role was hidden. Um, I think it's quite a good role. But as soon as he comes in, he's like, he does this movement with his hands and the shutter shut, and he's like, it's safe now. And you do think for a second, you go, oh, maybe he is a Jedi. Yeah. But then as soon as he goes, so basically he's in this room and Obi-Wan's watching and there's this mother and daughter come in and he opens this like little phone and he's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to sort this out for your loves. Um and this guy starts talking on the other side of the phone. He's like, he's like, oh, we've got a transport, but it's full. And he goes, this is a Jedi mind trick. And he moves his hand over the phone. Yeah, and you um, knew it and was And then you like, yeah, you're like, yeah, he's a fake Jedi. He's, he's putting it on. It's a con. <laughs> it is. It's, it's an absolute bloody con artist. And then obviously Obi-Wan comes out, confronts him. And I think that was a really nice little bit because you can see sort of the passion Obi-Wan has for the Jedi still. He doesn't want people taking the mick out of it. Yeah, he um, almost seems quite offended. And I couldn't tell if it's because he wanted to uphold the integrity of the Jedi because he thought it was a bit cheeky that this person could pretend to be the Jedi when the Jedi were persecuted. Yes. Um, or whether it was because he was just in a rush and was a bit annoyed that he'd maybe had his time wasted by thinking he was going to meet a Jedi. But yeah, either way, he I wasn't mean... happy. No, he definitely wasn't happy. You could tell by the, the bloody look on his face. Um, then, where does he go after that? He goes to... He goes to find Leia then, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does find out where she is. Yeah, he there's like a spice factory, isn't there? Because that, that's another one. He gets approached by a little spice dealer, doesn't he? Hey, you want to buy some dev sticks? And oh, there was a yeah, little nod to that, is. wasn't it? It was basically a nod to that. Um, and they're keeping her at the spice uh, factory. I suppose it's a factory. Um, yes, is it? Well, it's like a yeah, it's like a spice refinery thing. Now, just before you carry on with what you're saying about the spice factory, I, I've seen this everywhere, and it is true. So obviously, Star Wars takes a lot of its inspiration from the um, Kurosawa film Seven Samurai. Um, that's sort of its main inspiration. Um, but there's so many things in it which you can't start watching, and they're from other things. Like, so you know, spice. Yeah. Do you know that it's from Dune? No, I've not watched Dune. So Dune, the original book, which I think came out in... Oh, bloody hell. Um, 
I'm going to guess, I'm going to take a big guess, 1969 by Frank okay. Herbert. Let's have a look. June novel. Let's see what's going on. June book. Here we go. Came out. Oh, 1965. Um, anyway, June came out in 1965. It's a science fiction novel, if you don't know what it is, um, by a man called Frank Herbert. And there's just been a film released, which is part one of the first Dune book. And then part two's come out next year. And then they are doing the second book. And then it's going to be like a little trilogy. Um, but the main thing about Dune is that the planet Arrakis in the sand within the very sand of the planet is spice okay and it's it's based in spice is this drug and it looks and it does exactly the same thing it looks exactly the same as it does in star wars so when they were um in you know book of boba fett when there's that big train and it comes off and there's that book spice spice and it's flying in the sky and everywhere it looks exactly the same as it does in June because it is mm. taken from June. It's like directly inspired by it. So every time they say spice and it's this red dust, I'm like, oh, it's from June. Oh, so they may be <laughs> like, in the same universe. <laughs> it, potentially, I mean, we never know. Um, however, you saying you haven't watched June, you'd love June. It's an absolute Ooh. fantastic film. It's probably, I think it's probably the best film I watched of all of last year. Yeah, I heard mixed reviews about it, so <laughs> it's all, well, I'll check those it out bad reviews. Oh, those bad reviews are completely wrong because it is one of the best films in, um, of all of last year. So they can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going. That's where the pod's gone. Um, anyway, let's go. Stop talking about Dune. This isn't a Dune episode. So anyway, he's at the Spice Factory. Please continue. So he finds what he believes is Leia, but it's not. It's a it's a decoy. It's a couple of buckets and a sheet. <laughs> and chair. honestly, I won't be able to tell the difference between a couple of buckets and a child. <laughs> no, they're, they're quite difficult. I mean, it's a good job you're not training to be a teacher, otherwise it'd be very difficult to... Uh... <laughs> I know, right? I walk in every morning and I'm like, God, why are there a bunch of buckets in these seats? <laughs> like, where, where are the students? But it's, uh, it's revealed in a typical Star Wars fashion that it's a trap. Um, I can't do it either. I can only I can only do R two D two. Wow! Oh, um, here we go. <laughs> and they try and hold him hostage. They call for the third sister, for Riva, um, to come and get him. And then he's like, "Ha!" Ah, but I know kung fu. And then he gets. Yeah, them. he's great. He has his little um, and then, little corridor dead daredevil fight doesn't he Yeah, and then everybody was kung fu fighting, and he chucks the spice on the floor and locks them in. And runs away, finds Leia, and they escape. They do escape. Onto um, the streets. Onto the streets. Um, I've just written, little Leia is really likeable, not, in capital letters, annoying. She's not, is she? Like, I thought she... No. When I first saw her, and first saw her sat up in that tree, chatting away to a little robot bug thing, Lola, I thought she's going to be annoying. But actually, yeah, I, I thought did. she's really funny. She's a really good little actress. She must be, well, she looks younger than 10, the actress, but she's probably around that age. I don't know how old kids look. Um, they, <laughs> always, mean, they, all look between the, they all look between the range of 5 and 12 to me. I can never work out how old they are. Somewhere in between those ages. Somewhere there. Um, but she was a really good little actress. She was very sassy and humorous and clever and witty. She was like Leia. Um, as Leia is as an adult, you know, had those traits, and the bit when Obi Wan talked to her and said, "Oh, you remind me of someone 
I, I knew someone who was like you, and obviously talking about Padme, that got me in the feels a little bit. Yeah, it, it did, I think it, it did me a little bit as well because I just sort of like realized I was like, oh, he's talking about about Padme. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's quite nice. Because you know, he wanted um, to say like, you're like your mother. You know, he wanted to tell her your mother was like that, but he can't. No, he can't because obviously she. Well, she knows in. I think she knows she's um, adopted, doesn't she? Because she says I'm not yeah, really Morgana. But she doesn't know sort of who it was or no. why they had to be sort of split up. But yeah, she's she's good, and um, I think it's sort of a nice casting choice to have her. I don't think she's going to be in it much more because of sort of how the episode ends. Yeah. Um, I think that's sort of it, and I think that was just to sort of let the chase ensue between the Inquisitors and Obi-Wan. Yeah. But anyway, they basically this entire episode is them trying to escape... Um, the planet um, they escape this place like you said with a lot of kung fu fighting as fast as lightning um, they end up running into Kumail again don't they later on in the in the in the episode the yes Jedi. they do in the alley Reva runs into him oh he well, Obi-Wan runs into him first doesn't he yes and it turns out that he's sort of a good guy because there's been a big bounty put out hasn't there for yeah. for Obi-Wan and his face is on every bounty hunter's and then, and Kamal Nanjiani decides he sees the bounty, tries to. Uh, you think he's going to try and go and kill Obi Wan, but then he realizes because he's an actual Jedi, he actually yeah. wants to help him. Which I've written down here: um, all the new characters are great people in the universe. Still respect and believe in the Jedi. It's nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, that there's some people out there who look up to the Jedi and think, I want to be one of them and help them. Because obviously that's why he was pretending to be a Jedi, because he looks yeah. up to them and wants to be one. Well, if you looked on Dayu, there were stormtroopers, so they're probably under Imperial um, oppression. Whereas oh, you definitely. go to the, the Outer Rim, where they're a bit more hostile of a Jedi, but that's because the Outer Rim is generally untouched. And I suppose their worry is, if the Jedi go there, they bring it with them. Yes, Probably. Do you know what I mean? They'll bring. Cause I'm pretty sure Uta powers in the outer room as well. And you hear in the pre, so. you hear in the prequel, the chief of of Uta power, whatever his name is, whatever his role is, he says to Obi Wan, "There's no war here unless you brought it with you." So maybe that's why they're a bit more hostile towards the Jedi on Tatooine. Yeah, probably is because they don't usually have that imperial. You know, the Jedi are going to be the ones to bring that to them. Whereas if they're already under the imperial threat, oh, the Jedi could come and save us. That's my theory. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I completely agree, agree with you on that. It's, I think, it's a nice, it's a nice little period that we're watching in the sort of Star Wars universe because obviously it's ten years after Order sixty six, and to our knowledge, oh, I've lost you. Oh, we lost don't you know. <laughs> well, I was gone. Wow, I was gone for a second. Um, am I back? Testing, testing. One, two, three. I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear me? Great, good stuff. I can hear you. Yeah, we're back. Um, <laughs> we're back. I'm editing. editing in it out. But <laughs> no, we're, we're it back. In. We're still back. No, I'm leaving it in. We're back. We're back, everyone. Um, the I don't even know what I was saying. Yes, we're in a nice period of time because it's only been ten years since Order sixty six, but we don't know how far the Empire's reach is. No, we don't know. So we could be going to planets. Which we think may be Empire Control, but aren't. We just don't know yet, and I think that's a really nice little mystery to have in there. Anyway, um, what's her name, the main Inquisitor woman? Uh, Reva. 
Reva. Anyway, Reva, the third sister, Reva. Um, it reminds me of Ezio. Um, <laughs> what does he say when he kills some? Uh, what is it when he's like? Um, what does he say? Oh, something. Uh, some requiesce in pace or something. I don't know why, but her name Reva is reminding me of him saying that when you kill somebody in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Well, it's rest I don't in know peace, why. so it's like, is it requieste in pasta, in pace? It's like something in pace. <laughs> in pasta! <laughs> Resty in the pasta. Rest I'm going to look up Ezio. Uh, Ezio de pasta. Requiescat in pace, yeah. Requiescat Her name, for some reason, is reminding me of that. And every, so I'm just going to call her third sister. So the third sister finds Kumail and he's like I'm a Jedi baby you can't beat me and she's like no you're not um, and she pushes him into a wall grabs him by the by the scruff of the bloody neck and she reads his mind and finds out that he sent Obi-Wan and Leia to it's a unmanned autonomous shipping depot yeah am I right I mean here? I don't get what he was was he hoping he could hold her up or something and delay her because it seemed like it kind of countered backfired a little bit but I'd have thought Obi-Wan would have been wise to that but maybe he doesn't know what the powers of the Inquisitors are but but I think I think that's just um, his not Obi-Wan's naivety um, Kamal Nanjiani's characters you know what I'm going to have to stop saying Kamal Nanjiani because I keep saying his full name and have to find out what his character's called his character's called Come on. Um, it's episode two that he's in, isn't it? Yes. His character is called... Are you ready for the big reveal? Here we go. Um, it's not on IMDb. Great. So I don't know what his character's called. Um, anyway, I'm just going to say Kamail. Kamail, fake Jedi is what I'm going to say. Anyway, fake Jedi man um, is probably naive to the actual powers of the Jedi. He's probably never actually met a Jedi. He obviously knows, oh, I'm going to force push and move things with my mind and trick people by speaking to them. But he probably doesn't know that he can actually read people's minds. No, I think he... I suppose he, Obi-Wan, if he knew he was going to do that, would have said, no, they'll kill you or read your mind. But, yeah, um, exactly. Unless Obi-Wan doesn't know that they, that, you know, the Inquisitors have these powers. No, you, I mean, you, you never know. Harja um, Estri. Is his, is name? his name? Harja Estri. Harja. Hadja. Harja. Hadja okay, Estri. Hadja Estri. Um, so just looking, um, these come out on a Wednesday. Yes, they the do. Episodes. Well, this. I thought do you Friday. remember the original release date was the 25th of May? Yes. And I they do. pushed it back to the 27th. Mm. So. It, it, so we haven't got to wait yeah. too long for the, the next episode. No, we don't. I mean, to be fair. Um, we could move recordings to a Wednesday. Here we go once again. Planning pod in mid pod, if that suits you anyway. Yeah, I could probably do just that. so we can watch it and then record, talk about it for a bit, and then talk about the main film we're meant to be watching. It's completely up to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Lovely, you heard it here first. Jamie's down. Yeah. Right, <laughs> down like a crumpet. That's that decided. He's down with the crumpets. That's who he's used with. Um, anyway, Obi Wan. And Leia, Leia Organa, go up to this unmanned shipping depot, and they think it's all safe, and they're all going all around, and they find the ship, and then you hear um, the third sister's little footsteps. She comes through the door, 
and it's sort of like a little bit of cat and mouse play isn't it she's like oh Obi-Wan I know you're here I know you're here and then he's cornered he sends Leia to the ship and she plugs it in and it turns it on and then she says to him that Anakin's Anakin's still alive yeah and I think Uh that's a really interesting moment because I don't know how he wouldn't know because of how strong the force is and their connection with each other but if he's been there for 10 years and he's not been using his Jedi powers yeah he might have shot himself off from the force yeah I don't know how long it takes for people's powers to turn off because there was a scene there's a scene earlier on where they're sort of running a load of rooftops and Leia falls and yes. she's falling for quite a while and Obi-Wan puts his hand out and obviously in the prequels you see him and he can just go whoa here's, here's some stuff there's a can flying around the room and it doesn't really matter Yeah, but he has to really try and force he forces the force out of him it takes yeah. all the strength to just catch Leia like a child which is something that he should just be able to pick up but it just shows how much he's switched off from the force I said swished off switched <laughs> off from the force yeah, he's definitely struggling with it. He's not as strong with the Force. And you've got to think as well, Like he probably didn't try to reach Anakin through the Force because he thought Anakin was dead. Yeah, exactly. And, and maybe vice versa. Who knows? What's causing a bit of a stir, though, in uh, well, amongst the Star Wars fandom is how does she know that he's Anakin Skywalker? Uh, that's a good point. And this is this is going to link me into something that I was going to mention earlier. So, the only people who are supposed to know are obviously Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda knew that Anakin was Lord Vader before there was before he became a cyborg, um, because they'd seen the security footage of him being knighted, hadn't they, in in the archives? Yes. And Yoda says that, ah, uh, you know, gone your apprentice is consumed by Lord Vader. Uh, Thrawn, I believe, is supposed to know who's in Rebels. Is supposed to know that Anakin is Vader. Obviously, Palpatine Pretty knows, sure, yeah. and yeah. Anakin knows. Nobody else knows that about him. Um, so, people are either saying it's it's a massive mess up on the part of the writers because Lord Vader was very keen that nobody know he was Anakin Skywalker and would kill them if they knew. From what I understand, reading into people's reactions, so. People are saying potentially she was one of the younglings that you see in the flashback at right at the start, exactly, and she was there. She, and there is a youngling that looks like her. There is, isn't there? Yeah. And I can send you the clip later on, unless you've seen it already. Um, but there's a youngling who looks just like them. They say maybe that's why they've chosen, or maybe that's why they've played that scene. Because later on, when they go more into the, her backstory, which I think they will do, she seems like quite a you know pivotal character. They're going to show us her origins and how she was there, maybe, and then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she, she no, yeah, was I quite powerful with the force, and while Vader was there, and they they noticed it. Um, yeah, and obviously she'd she'd know that it was Anakin because she probably had a force connection with him anyway. Yeah, like she's knows him anyway, unless. Um, unbeknownst towards all the Inquisitors just know that it's Anakin. Well, I believe in... Uh, they don't, uh, from what I understand, is that the Inquisitors don't know, unless they do, and uh, I'm getting know. it wrong, but, but the official thing put out was that Anakin was killed by Lord Vader, 
at the yeah. Jedi Temple during Order 66. That was the official right. line that went out to everyone. So maybe if she saw that actually Anakin was the one killing everybody, she just put two and two together. Maybe. I mean, you never know. Because the Grand Inquisitor, he was one of the temple guards, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that. Actually, you know what? We'll talk about that right now. Um, for a moment. So anyway, the Grand Inquisitor turns up. Um, the Third Sister's about to move these boxes to like slice everyone in half of a lightsaber. But then the Grand Inquisitor turns up and he's like, I'm not having you mess this up again and get out of the way. Now, for a quick moment, I thought they'd Cad Baned him and they just killed off a good character. But then, this is this is probably the spoilerish spoiler you'll ever bloody hear on this show. He's not dead because Kanan kills him in Rebels. Yeah, this is, this so, is it. So we see Reaver shove a lightsaber through him, don't we? And yeah. he supposedly dies. But he, he's not. The he's Grand not Inquisitor. But he's not. This yeah. is what people are complaining about as well. They're like, "Well, he, how have they killed him off? Have they just wrecked on rebels?" And it's like, "Well, I just don't think he's dead." <laughs> no, he'll be back next episode. And she'll. I think what it's going to be from this point on is because she's killed the Grand Inquisitor. He's going to be back. He's going to be all backed up. He's going to be in a back to tank. Yeah. He'll come back, and she'll go off it alone. Mm. And she'll go on her own, and she'll hunt. Obi Wan down on her own to try and, she'll and get redemption have in her mind. Yeah, and she'll think if I can get Obi Wan for Vader, then he'll forgive me for trying to kill the Grand Inquisitor. I bet she will. I think she will, and then Vader will kill her anyway, um, be- oh, yeah. because because he'll find out that she knows that he's Anakin. Um, yes, and he can't let that slip because Obi Wan will be like Anakin, and he'll be like, "How do you know?" Well, he, she told me. <laughs> And he'll just kill her like 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 he killed Triller in Fallen Order, just like zoom, yeah, you're dead. Uh, and then Obi Wan and then, uh, Vader will have a fight. Zoom. I mean, I can't wait for them to have that rematch. But I wonder how they're going to deal with them. Um... There's one thing now. Obviously, we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks' time when we do a New Hope. But yes, there's that line where Obi Wan's about to do that fight with um, Vader, and he calls him Darth. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's one of the we obviously you can't win, Darth. You Only can't... a master of evil, Darth. Um, um, obviously, they didn't know that that was going to just be the title of every Sith person back then. But I wonder how, under or even if they're even going to address that. Probably not. I've seen a Probably few people say, um, well, if you look at how he talks to Anakin, he always refers to Anakin as Padawan throughout the and I even said this didn't I one of our pad- ah, yes. podcasts he never calls Mannequin he always says my young Padawan so maybe he um, like the same way he'd talk to Dooku would be like Count you know maybe he's just saying that as a that someone the real explanation is his name was Darth Vader at the time that was his first name and that <laughs> they didn't know that they were yeah. going to make it a title but people <laughs> people are trying to explain that well maybe he's just talking to him by his title like oh, Emperor <laughs> Count Darth um the other line is, Vader says, doesn't he? Oh, when I left, I was a student. Now I am the master. When I last yes. left you, but again, it could be very much that. Uh, yeah, they're they're still maybe Obi Wan is still his master. I don't, I don't bloody know. Honestly, it's we'll see how it happens. Convoluted. But that line we could, ju- yeah. This is what I mean. There are some things that maybe don't quite add up, but just let it be. Enjoy so it's it. fun to watch, isn't it? It's fun to watch. Um, 
So, Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed by the third sister, and if you haven't watched Rebels, you'll think, oh, well, that's quite a cool character who's dead. Newsflash, he's not dead. Um, he's actually quite well and alive and a very cool character who's a Jedi, who's a blind Jedi, called Kanan Jarrus, um, kills him um, at the end of Rebels. I Unless think Rebels somewhere. gets retconned. <laughs> Unless Rebels gets retconned, I hope it doesn't because I want to see Ezra Bridger in live action. Yes. Um, and that would have to retcon Mandalorian because Ahsoka's still about Thrawn. Unless it's another exactly. Thrawn. Who knows? Who knows? It's, it's all... It's all ev- everything's everywhere all at once is what I'll say. Everything um, everywhere all at once. <laughs> everything's everywhere all at once. So yeah, so the Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed. You think he's dead. That gives Obi-Wan a chance to sort of bolt for the ship. Um, and they fly off into the sunset and then it cuts to some heavy breathing which is um, which I mean if uh, Obi-Wan's looking into the thing isn't he and he says like Anakin and then it shows oh yes that's what happens yeah and he's like Anakin Anakin Um, and then it cuts to you hear the Darth Vader breath and a very very scarred Hayden Christensen with a in a back to tank with a breather piece on and it's just him staring dead dead eyed into the camera and then it cuts to black and i think that's a really nice end yeah it had me hyped i was i actually gasped when i saw that <gasps> i was like ah <laughs> can't wait Honestly, for the next it's, one it's great it it was the perfect way to introduce Whoops. him i think that we're in for a wild ride with these films. Yeah, they are films. They're like an hour long, aren't they? So Films? Why did I say films <laughs> with this TV series? Tearish. Oh, series. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wow! going on? Wow! Wow! It's too late in the day. It's, it's 20 past eight at night. It's not Ooh. even too late in the day. But I've mm. been doing lots of stuff today, so I am... You're forgiven. A little bit. I am, and you're forgiven as well. It's going to be a great TV series is what we're trying to say. Yes. I agree. Um, I don't think there's anything else really to say. Next week mm. is um, what's next week going to be? Next week's going to be Rogue One. Um, Rogue One. It's going to be Rogue One and a little bit of Obi Wan Kenobi of the week. Obi Wan Kenobi of the yeah. It's going to just be a little tiny review of Obi Wan Kenobi, and that's it. That's everything, isn't ciao, it? Ciao, ciao. That is everything. Ciao, ciao. Yeah, I think that's um, I think it's a nice little little review. So, uh, what we're we rating, what we're we doing, is it coarse? Are they not coarse? Are they smoothest sand in the world? What we're we giving it? It's so smooth that it's glass. It's hot. It's some very hot sand. I'm giving that a I, one. I don't. Even, so I think far. we can't even give it a one. I think we've got to give it a zero. Zero. because it's, it's it is literal glass. It's the smoothest sand you'll ever feel. Perfect. Perfection. It, it was. It was, was so close to perfection. perfection. <laughs> Honestly, we'll save the save that one for next week for Rogue One. We will save that one for next week. <laughs> um, I'm excited for Rogue One now. Little um, little tidbit for you. Um, I actually think Rogue One's my favourite. <gasps> like I know it's, it's weird. Good. It's not one of the it's not one of the core entries, but something about it. It's alright. That I absolutely love. It's alright. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We're gonna have this is the first time we're gonna have a very differing opinion on a Star Wars film. I don't mind. Um, Rogue the music one. <laughs> is now playing. The music's now playing, and we actually remembered. 
there we go. And we we actually remembered to do the um, did the rating this time. So we did. There we go. It's been a great week. Um, we'll see you next week. Um, I'll hopefully maybe have platinumed it by next week. Um, the old Star Wars game. Who Shiny. knows? Good stuff. Um, been nice talking with you, and I hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, and this has been your weekly film fix. Au revoir. Bye.